Welcome to Spring Ridge Church Podcast. We hope that you will be blessed by the podcast today. If you would like to find out more information about our church, our website's www.springridgechurch.com. You can send an email to me, the pastor, Scott Phillips, at pastor at springridgechurch.com. And uh, we'd love to hear from you. Prayer requests, questions, desire for a Bible study, or you would like some information how to attend our church or another church of like precious faith. Thank you. Enjoy the podcast. You know, there's a lot of things that we can complain about and point out the evils of uh, our current day and the challenges of technology, and there are many. But there is one good thing that I really enjoy. It's about every few days I'll, I'll have memories pop up in my Facebook feed. And I've been on Facebook for 11 or 12 years, and my memories today was taking a walk with the boys in the woods. and. And it was, you know, they're just itty bitty things back then. Just made me remember and think about how gracious God has been through those years. What a blessing the Lord has been to us. And, and I'm very thankful for that. Amen. If you say, if you have your Bible, stand with me and we're going to read a few scriptures. Genesis chapter 5 and verse 24. It is a short scripture about an individual, and I'm just going to use this verse as a point of beginning. Genesis chapter 5 and verse 24, and it says, And Enoch walked with God. You say that with me, Enoch walked with God. It says, And he was not, for God took him. And I was going to call this walking with God, but I'm actually going to call this with God. With God. Amen. Let's pray. Father, we love you today. Thank you for your mercy and, and your, your faithfulness to me. Lord God, I have been young and now I am older and I have never seen the righteous forsaken nor their seed begging bread. And I'm so thankful today for your goodness and your blessing that is passed down to the generations. Lord, I thank you today that you are so good. And everybody said in Jesus' name, amen. You can be seated. I made an observation the other day. Really, it was an observation based on something that popped up in my memories. And the scripture says, For the promises unto you and to your children and to all them that are far off, even as many as the Lord our, our God shall call, Acts 2 and verse 39. And uh, my wife, as we do uh, pretty often, she said, you know, I saw that. It reminded me of something I had read in my Bible reading. And she turned in her Bible and read to me that the, uh, <clears throat> the mercies of God, the goodness of God is for thousands of generations. And I am so thankful today. I have lived long enough to see the blessings of God in my life, not just blessings that are on my life because of my own dedication, but for the blessings that are on my life because of the dedication of those who have went before me. 
For just a minute, I want to talk to you about walking. I, I read a quote here a number of years ago, and it said, Walking is the most common physical activity of the human species. It takes us to everything. It takes us to food, to work, to friends, and it co contributes to our physical fitness. Another thing I read was walking is so mechanically and energetically complicated that if we actually had to think out our way through the element of every element involved in walking, we would never move again. I mean, you think about all the muscles that move and all the, there's a lot of bones involved and muscles involved and tendons. And, and if you had to think through that, okay, I got to bend my knee and pick up my, it, we would, we, if you had to think through that, if it wasn't uh, uh, instinctual to us, it would be hard to walk when a, a child first begins. If you've seen your child learn how to walk, you kind of get an idea because it, it takes them a minute. Brother Dwayne's, how old are they now? Well, over a year. Uh, uh, they've been walking for <laughs> they've been walking for a minute, but but it's amazing that you know we we learn to to it almost just becomes natural when we wake up in the morning and. And we, we get up out of the bed and we walk to get ready for our day. We're, we're not thinking right foot, left foot. Right. We're, we're, we're thinking about the refrigerator or <laughs> we're thinking about coffee. But, but we're not thinking about what, what we're doing at the moment. And so, so walking with God, it is not something that we, are, we, we have to think about. It becomes... A part of our life, it becomes instinctual uh, when you wake up in the morning and, and your mind begins to clear of the cobwebs of, of sleeping. You, you, you just learn how to say, thank you, Lord. Thank you for this day. Help me today. Uh, bless my children. Help my, 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 my wife, Lord. Bless my parents. It, it, you almost don't even think about it because, it because walking with God becomes instinctual. It becomes habitual. It becomes a rhythm, a routine. It becomes almost rote. And no doubt there is a danger where it just becomes habit and, and there's no meaning or, or, or feeling or emotion in it. But still, it's good that it's a habit. That's a, if there's a good habit, communicating and having our heart and our eyes and our attention toward heaven, that's a, that's a good instinct. Somebody said amen. amen. The Bible says, and Enoch walked with God. You know, not long before our worship service began, I just had it spark in my mind. What does his name mean? In the Old Testament, their names meant something. Like the American Indians, their, their names, you know, Running Bear or, you know, uh, Limping Dog or Flying Bird or, or, you know, you know what I'm talking about. Their names meant something. Our names sound like something. Rarely do parents name their child something for what the name means. Often it's because they like the sound of it or they like some famous person that, that, that had that name. But... But they would name their, their children based upon uh, there was actual a meaning. And, and Enoch's name meant dedicated. He was 
He was given that as a, as a declaration. I imagine it came from his, his parents when he was born. They dedicated him to the Lord. They gave him to the Lord. And that, that was his birthright. But we find this wasn't just a name that his parents gave him, but it was a name in which he, he modeled his life after his name was dedicated, but he was a man that was dedicated. Somebody say, praise God. He lived up to his name. He, he lived up to that which had been uh, pressed upon him. And the Bible tells us it's a small summary of his life. And Enoch walked with God. It is very important for us to understand that, that the fellowship of God's children, one of our highest uh, privileges is that we can walk with God. I suggest to you that we find this was a part of God's original purpose. In Genesis chapter 3, at the point of failure, of disobedience, of, of doubt, where man fell in, into the, the, the situation our world is in today, the Bible says that the voice of the Lord they heard the voice of the Lord walking in the garden in the cool of the day. It says to me, they knew what they were hearing. They knew what they were feeling. And, and their response to that because of shame and regret and confusion, they, they who used to run toward the voice of God, the Bible says they hid themselves. Something had changed. And I believe that that, I believe God's, Desire is that he would walk with you and, and talk with you and whisper to you and lead you and guide you and that, that it would be said not only that we are walking with God that, but in whatever we are doing, we're with God. I don't walk near as much as I, I drive distance-wise. I, I don't... I, if, if God is only with me when I'm walking, <laughs> I want to sit with God. Amen. I, I want God to, to go with me. I, I, uh, I want the Lord to, to be, a, I want to be Enoch. I want to be dedicated to the Lord in my, in my thoughts, in my process. I've been alive now since the day I was born, 51 years, four months, three days, and about 16 hours right now. 18,754 days since I was born. I have been alive for 450,000 hours, 450,000 in 96 hours. Another way of saying it, I have been breathing 27,005,760 minutes. That seems like a long time, Brother, Brother BJ. But one thing I'm learning as time seems to be rapidly accelerating. I heard someone say, talking about, you know, getting old, how fast it happened. And I've heard people say the older you get, the faster time goes. And, 
and, and I've thought about how that may work, uh, but I won't bore you with my thoughts on that. But it does seem like, except for the week when we were locked up in our house because of the ice, that was eternity. <laughs> but life seems to accelerate. I'm not sure why that is, but it does seem to be the case. And uh, I, I'm, I, I'm glad that, that in my life and all of the accumulation of time, I've had 2,679 weekends that I've been alive. And I think it's safe to say that over 2,500 of those 2,679 weekends, I made a part of my life going to the house of the Lord. Amen. Everybody say Enoch. Enoch. Enoch was dedicated. And, and, and no doubt I did not do that on my own. It's because much of my early years, it was because my, my mom and dad were Enoch. They, they were dedicated and they took me to the house of the Lord. Some of my earliest memories are in the house of the Lord. Some of the, the greatest things I've learned, I, I experienced in the house of the Lord. In those 26, 2,500 weekends that I was in the house of the Lord, I heard things that I still remembered. I heard songs I can still sing. I felt things that have radically transformed my life. And I believe it is because my life has been with God. Somebody say, with God. There's something about being dedicated to the Lord. No doubt, you know, I've, I've, I've dealt with a lot of people when they first get saved, and they just, their, their, their life's so transformed, and they're like, I just want to live at the church, or I just want to work for the church full time, and I, I just, I just want to be in the house of the Lord all the time, and, you know, that doesn't usually pay your lights, and don't buy you gas, and. Don't, don't, don't buy you food. Uh, uh, you know, you got to do the things you got to do. And no doubt, I, I do believe there is value in being the house of God. But when we can learn that, that the house of the Lord can be wherever you are, because God can be with you because you take him everywhere you go. Like, like a, a person who takes his lunchbox to work. Amen. You can take the Lord with you. It's not that he's not there, but there, that there is a consciousness. I know Nate lately, he's been pressed for time because he's been going to work and he gets out of class and and, uh, and he, he doesn't have a lot of time, and so I know he's been packing a lunch and, and taking it to work. And, and, and I just I thought of that when I was thinking about this message today. And, you know, uh, you can be, you can have lunch, but if you don't stop and unwrap it, take a bite of it and chew it, that lunch isn't doing you any good. It takes a conscious moment. You have to stop and you have to eat your lunch. Just because you have lunch don't mean you have lunch. Are you picking up what I'm laying down? And what I'm saying to you, you may have God, but if you don't stop and, and, and drink from his spirit and, and eat from his word, you can have a lunch and you can go hungry. You can have a pantry full of food and die of starvation. But there is something when we consciously engage our heart and our mind and, and recognize and embrace the fact that God is with me. I've got God with me. And like Enoch, I, that I, that I may walk with God. In Luke chapter 1, 
The Bible tells us about a man by the name of Zacharias. The scripture tells us that him and his wife, they're very old and, and uh, they, they, they are righteous people. They're blameless. They're, they're wonderful people, uh, Zacharias and Elizabeth. Uh, but they didn't have any children and they're old. Everybody say they're old. And it came to pass in verse 8 that while he, Zacharias the priest, executed the priest's office before God in the order of his course, according to the custom of the priest's office, his lot, everybody say his lot, his lot was to burn incense when he went into the temple of the Lord. And the multitude of the people were praying without at the time of incense. And there appeared unto him Zacharias, an angel of the Lord, standing on the right side of the altar of incense. And when Zacharias saw him, he, he, was, he was troubled and fell. fear fell upon him. But the angel said unto him, Fear not, Zacharias, for thy prayer is heard, and thy wife Elizabeth shall bear thee a son, and thou shalt call his name John. And thou shalt have joy and gladness, and many shall rejoice at his birth. For he shall be great in the sight of the Lord, and he shall, shall drink neither wine nor strong drink, and he shall be filled with the Holy Ghost even from his mother's womb. And many of the children of Israel shall he turn to the Lord their God. And he shall go before him in the spirit of power of Elias to turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and to the disobedient to wisdom of the just to make ready the, a people prepared for the Lord." Now, I want you to recognize that Zacharias was dedicated. How dedicated was he? he? He had a responsibility. He had an obligation. And he was there doing what he had been doing, can I tell you, for a very long time. And he never seen an angel. I would say he never had an angel give him a word. He was just doing what he was dedicated to do. He was doing what he had given his life to do. He had been doing it for a very long time. But in his, in his rote, in his routine, in his habit, in his dedication, because he was there. He was there the day the angel appeared. He was there when the, the angel appeared with a word from God. It could have been someone else, but because Zacharias was there, it was he that received the miracle, and it was him from which the word of the Lord came, and God brought a miracle in his life, even though he was advanced in age, and, and many would say, well, he's just too old, his wife's too old, but because he was there, he got what no one else got. Can I tell you, there's something when you live your life with God. Amen. For with God nothing shall by any means be impossible. And there's something when we just put ourselves at the intersection of faithfulness. Amen. When we put ourselves in a place of dedication with God. You may be there for a little while. Amen. Miracles may not happen for you personally every time that you go to church. But you're there. Amen. I don't know how many times I've been going through a hard time and maybe I prayed and no my prayers were not.
Sister Veronica, I went to the house of the Lord and heard how the Lord blessed Sister Tammy. I went to the house of the Lord and I heard how the Lord blessed Brother Billy. And maybe I am struggling and laboring in my own situation, but I am encouraged if I'll just keep on doing what God has. I've dedicated myself to do what God's dedicated for me to do. There is something that happens when we just, we're just with God. We're with God. In John chapter 5, the Bible is a story of, of a man that was, was lame. The Bible says he was with a great multitude of impotent, impotent folk. I've, I've met a lot of impotent folk. Uh, no, not important. Impotent. He was there with a lot of impotent folk. And the Bible says that, that, that this place was known that at times an angel of the Lord would come and stir up the water and the first one in would get a miracle. Jesus came by and the Bible says that this particular individual, a certain man was there and he had been there for 38 years. That's a long time to show up to the same place and, and somebody else get a miracle. In fact, it seems like Jesus in his wisdom knew it wasn't going to happen this time either for him. He had to go to him. But if he had to show up that time, somebody else may have been the reason, been the person that we read about in this particular scripture, but he was there. 38 years. But I'm so glad, I bet he was glad, amen, that he just kept on coming. He kept on believing. He kept on praying. He kept on hoping. And there is an intersection between faithfulness and dedication, and when it comes together, things happen in our life because we are dedicated to the Lord. Wow. Amen. Uh, on yesterday, my, 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 me and my wife and, and uh, Keaton and Amy were in the same room, and the school where my son goes to school, uh, the girls and the boys' basketball teams are playing for the state champions. I guess they, are you state champions? They, they both, both the teams won, but the girls teams was playing. I, I, I was doing something else. But in a minute I, I heard my wife and she was, I couldn't understand what she was saying. I looked over there and she's just distraught. She's like this little, little young, young girl was on the, on the court and, 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 sh and she was not moving. It, no movement. She's playing got hit in the head, fell, and was not moving. But in that moment, I was reminded what first started, my wife began to immediately begin to pray and say, Lord, touch her. I mean, she was in tears. She was praying because that was, that's what come up out of her heart. She saw a tragic situation in her heart, knew the only thing she could do where she was at that moment was to pray. Amen. And I, I know that the prayer works because I've been someone, someone prayed for me. And I don't know how many times I've prayed for situations in my life. And I'm glad I didn't have to learn how to pray or have to work up prayer. But prayer was already with me. Prayer was with my wife. She's a praying woman. And she didn't have to remember how to pray. She started out the day praying. And so I, I 
I'm telling you there's something about when we just consciously engage our faith and we determine that I may do this and I may do that, but I'm going to do it with God. I'm going to take the Lord with me wherever I go and I'm going to unfold and unwrap and experience consciously what God has given me in his word and what God can give to me through his spirit. Amen, Amen Brother BJ. You conscious? I'm going to talk about you. I just want you to look at me while I talk about you. You ready? <laughs> Brother B.J. Tatum, we haven't known him very long. He met my dad through some work. You got to look at me. So I get some feedback from you. And I don't know how many times over the past couple of years he would be in a situation. The one that I remember, he said, I was sitting up underneath a tree over here and and I, I said, Lord, what am I going to do? And almost immediately, something happened. Your phone rang or someone sent you a text. And the Lord opened up a door and gave you some work. In fact, I think it was, Brother, that's what it was. You were down there. You were hit the church praying like, what am I going to do? Brother Ryan calls me and says, do you know where Brother BJ is? I need something for him. Do you remember that, Brother Ryan? And, and I don't know how many times I have been a witness. I have vicariously experienced Brother B.J. Tatum's miracles because he, he's told me about them. And because of that, you know, I have my share of miracles, but when you are walking with people, with God, their miracle becomes your miracle. And you get happy because God's doing something for them. Amen. I, I don't know how many times over the past year, Brother, Brother uh, Billy Prather, he's had God do things for him. And he's told me, uh, uh, Brother Hayes and Sister Tammy, and the miracles that have happened for them. And their miracles are are my miracles. We are all in this together and, and there's something beautiful, the community of walking with God but we're not just walking by ourselves but we're walking together day by day, week by week and we experience the blessings of the Lord. Amen. A, a, a pastor in the area, family to a lot of you, Brother uh, Will McLeod, I, I, I have made him my friend, and, and, and I, I want to see him blessed. I believe in him, and, 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 and I believe that God is going to work in his life. And, and over the past few years, he's told me a little bit about his father and, 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 and the history and all that stuff. And, and about six months ago, he called me and said, I've been talking to my dad every day. It was a miracle. And, uh, and I'm like, that's so good. He, he called me and said, you know, my dad took me to lunch. And that's so good. Here, here a few weeks ago, maybe a month ago, his dad showed up to church. He hadn't been to church in decades. He showed up to church and he's been telling me over the past number of weeks, amen, my dad did this, my dad did this, my dad told me this, my dad. And, and I, I'm glad to have my dad in church. Amen. My dad still lived with me, but, but his dad's been away from the Lord. But, but that miracle in his life is my miracle because I believe in the work of God. And when we are in community, your burden is my burden and my burden is your burden. When we all pray together and we all work
worship together and together we are with God and God is with us and I'm so glad today I'm not in this by myself but we are all members together in the body in particular amen we all have different gifts we all have different strengths we all have different insight but God has brought us together amen at this time in this place in this building at this moment and I'm so glad today I'm so glad today that the Lord is with us Amen. I look back and I saw Sister Gwen Renee sitting back there. And, and, and while I was just sitting over here, I just had in my mind begin to click some things I've seen the Lord do for her. Amen. And when the Lord did it for her, the Lord did it for me. And I want to encourage all of you today is that God is with us everywhere we go. But we have an opportunity to open up our, old, our, our lunchbox and unwrap God. Amen. Allow God. God does reveal himself to us by just taking a minute and think, when I think of the goodness of Jesus. Yes, my soul cries hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know, I, I, I don't know that I can give you all the theological realities but I do believe I see a picture of where God and how God works. In the Ark of the Covenant, there are two images that are on top, this beautiful golden piece of furniture that revealed the glory of God. There on this Ark of the Covenant, there is this golden top to this golden box. And this golden top and this golden box it's called the mercy seat. But on both sides of the mercy seat, there are two images of angels. And the Bible tells us what the instructions were in the forming of it. And we have probably seen images, pictures, drawings of what the Ark of the Covenant looked like. And it was of two angels. One angel on this side facing with their wings stretched forth, touching another angel facing this way with their wings touching, and they are looking at each other over the mercy seat. It is an image that you see a couple of times in the Old Testament where the angels say to one another, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. Amen. I, I think that there is something that happens when we look over the mercy seat of what God's done for Brother Dwayne, and I look at the mercy seat over the mercy seat, and I say, Brother Dwayne, holy, 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 glory to God. Look what God's done for Brother BJ. Look what God's done for Sister Veronica. Glory, glory, glory. Hallelujah. Amen. This is, this is our shared experience. And I know that, I, that there's it's something special about walking with God. And I do appreciate the fact that on more occasions than I can count, I have felt the gentle impression of the Lord's words in my heart. The Lord has given me visions of, of, of wonderful promises, and some of them I have seen them come to pass. I've had dreams. The Lord has spoken to me about myself, about my children, about my, my family. The Lord has spoke to me about 
people in this church. And these are wonderful things. They are things that I treasure. But it's amazing when the Lord has given you something and the Lord has given someone else the same thing. <laughs> the Lord, I, I don't know how many, I think it happens every Sunday. You feel like the Lord gives you something and the person gets up in the pulpit and starts preaching what the Lord just gave you. <laughs> they start reading the scripture you read that week. They start talking about something that you've had a conversation. It, it, it's, we're, we, he that hath an ear, let him hear what the, the Spirit is saying. And when you realize, I truly believe the purpose of, of the preaching of the Word of God is not just to give you a rhema from God, a word from God. And no doubt that is a part of it. But I really believe the purpose of the preached Word of God is to provide an amen to what the Spirit of God has already said to you. Yes, that was me. That wasn't tacos and that wasn't pizza, but that was me. I was talking to you. How many? Uh, the, this past week I had the, the, the wonderful privilege to teach someone a Bible study. And, and I've been talking to this man a number of times over the past couple of years. First time I met him, uh, we just, it was at a, a coffee shop here in Clinton. We just had a little short conversation. And, uh, you know, I felt the Spirit of the Lord while I was talking to him. And his eyes got real big, and he pulled out his arms and rolled up his sleeve. And you could see he had goosebumps all over his arms. He said, wow, I really feel something. And every time I see him, I feel that spirit of witness. And I'll start talking to him, and he'll, man. So it happened again here the other day. We were walking around. We were at the gym this time. And uh, he happened to be there. I told someone I kind of felt prompted to go back to the gym. And uh, I went back. And this past Monday was my first week. I th think I went, was it this week or last week was my first week? It was last week was my first week. Whatever it was. Time. Whatever it was. My first Monday was this guy's first Monday back. So we're, we're walking, I didn't know that at this time, and we're walking around the track for about 40 minutes, and like every three, four minutes, he'll hold up his arm, and he's just like, because he's kind of getting used to it. <laughs> and, and I told him, I said, I said, the Lord is wanting you to know that this isn't just an accident. And what I'm saying to you is I'm not just saying something to you. The Lord is confirming to you what I'm saying to you. The Bible says that he confirms his word in many different ways and signs and miracles. And, and I just, it's a wonderful thing to know <laughs> that the Lord wanted me to take a walk. Somebody said amen. And I truly believe if we could... I'm really probably encouraging almost everyone here to do what you're already doing. Keep being consciously engaging of God's spirit and God's voice and God's word and your faithfulness to that. But, but for someone, I believe the Lord has given me this message today to challenge you to just give God a chance to again demonstrate his reality to you. Somebody said amen. amen. Miracles happen. Many of them happen because we are at the right place at the right time. 
But sometimes you must be at the right place for a long time before the miracle happens. Hallelujah. Can we just pray right here in the name of Jesus? With God. With God, all things are possible. With God, nothing shall be impossible. If God be for us, if God be with us, who can be against us? Lord Jesus, I know that everyone here, we have seen your work manifested in our life many times. Lord God, you've, you've spared us. You have healed us. You have provided for us. You have forgiven us. You have filled us. You've healed us. You have protected us. You have encouraged us, Lord Jesus. You have been there, Lord God, when it didn't seem like anyone else was there. And Lord Jesus, I pray that you take these simple words and Lord God, let, let them yet once again know that you're with them. And Lord, let them hear your, your call that they may open the door and let you in. That they may experience yet once again the sweet fellowship that you created us for, that we may hear the voice of God walking in the cool of the day. And rather than running from the voice, we may run to it. And I pray this in Jesus' name. Can we stand together and just raise our hands? In the name of Jesus, we love you today. Hallelujah, Lord, I invite you into my heart. I invite you into my life. I invite you, Lord Jesus, into the busyness and the situations and the responsibilities that we have. Oh, God, I, oh God, I ask you, Lord Jesus, that I may be aware of your presence, Lord, in a greater way. That, Lord, I would recognize that you are with me, that I am walking with you, Lord, and that there is coming a miracle that you want me to be a part of. Lord, help me to be engaged. Help me to be aware when the miracle comes. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Can we love the Lord? Hallelujah. Welcome to Spring Ridge Church Podcast. We hope that you will be blessed by the podcast today. If you would like to find out more information about our church, our website's www.springridgechurch.com. You can send an email to me, the pastor, Scott Phillips, at pastor at springridgechurch.com. And uh, we'd love to hear from you. Prayer requests, questions, desire for a Bible study, or you would like some information how to attend our church or another church of like precious faith. Thank you. Enjoy the podcast. Thank you.